you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the journey of business. I am Mike Wolf. My guest today is a good friend, an entrepreneur, an artist, a philanthropist, and a motivational speaker. I'm excited to welcome Vernon Dees to the show. Hey, what's up, Mike? Man, thank you so much for having me on, man. This, uh, man, this is amazing, brother. It's just like from 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 my idea to man, we're here doing it, man. So this is, uh, yeah, this is, it's a pleasure to be here with you today, bro. That's what's up, man. Hey, I appreciate you being here. You know, I look forward to sitting down with you every time we we sit down. I feel like we change the world when we start talking about yes. business. You and I, yes. You know, so, so many incredible things come out of all of our conversations sure. and and dreams and prayers and. Everything that we talk about always seems to come to fruition in such an incredible way. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, your family and stuff like that, which I know so much about. But, I'll, you know, tell everyone about what you're doing and, and what's going on. You know, I'm just a, a kid from the Midwest. You know, I grew up in Kansas City, you know, grew up in the best era ever, you know, like, you know, the, the 80s and the 90s. So, like, right in the crux of, like, the most iconic people in sports and music say fashion, you know, like, you know, got to explore everything from breakdancing, hip hop to skateboarding. And, uh, you know, at the same time, in the middle of that, I'm a, I'm a church kid, you know, grew up in church, wrapped in church, you know, just the whole thing, you know, I got, I got to do it all. All that culminates to who I am today. You know, you know, we fast forward, you know, I had, a, you know, I, I felt a call early in my life to do youth ministry and do it outside the box, you know, so like you could find me in the, you know, the late 90s after graduating high school after I did not receive my scholarship to Georgetown University to play basketball at 511. Uh, you, you can find me like, you know, serve, Absolutely. You know, serving at a yes. local church, doing hip hop, uh, setting up skate ramps. And, uh, you know, that led me to move to Oklahoma. And one of the places that I never thought I would move to, you know, being a Kansas City kid, being a big city kid and moved to Oklahoma and just fell in love with the people and the culture. And I uh, got married in 03 with the girl that stole my heart at youth group, you know, and so we've been married. I think we'll, we'll be married in like 20 years uh, this March, in two months, be a 20 year anniversary. Yeah, that's incredible. And, uh, you know, just through having to bootstrap me as a youth pastor, you know, picked up graphic design, which is a huge passion of mine, wanting to like have that, you know, wanted to itch that entrepreneur driving me. You know, I, I started a, a little side hustle called Group Live. You know, just started hanging out at hip hop shows that I would be at, going to different events and begin to scale it. And here we are today, you know, talking to my man, Mike, <laughs> about my life. So you know, I've always felt a pull to just using culture to reach culture, you know, and, and that means like, you know, if music was something that was impressing me, then I would I would use music to help reach people to a better direction you know if it was skateboarding at the time you know i would use that to help people to a better direction so it's just art it's being an artist being a creative you know i, I can actually remember that time when i when i had to be creative like i remember it like yesterday my junior year in high school you know getting ready to start my first friday night like as a junior kickoff returner starting wide receiver you know i i you know i was like the Deion okay. sanders i had the time but 
two weeks before the grant the, the opening you know game ripped both my hip flexors i don't know how i did it and uh just couldn't play any sports that was my whole life and then i remember walking past the art you know the, the art section of our high school and be like man that's that's pretty cool and then that spark you know so i just begin to always like look at art and then you know with the emerging skateboarding and you know, hip hop. I was like, how do they make these cool album covers? You know, and it just began to spark something in my heart. But I mean, like I said, I'm just a Midwest kid, yeah. you know, w- w- with the heart just to do something, you know, big, create creatively and take as many people on the journey as I can, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm a husband. I've been married for 20 years, like I said before. I got three amazing kids. We got a 14 year old daughter, a 10 year old daughter, and a seven year old son. And man, we're just, I just love doing life with them. Yeah. Just turned 45. So I'm just, I'm just enjoying it, man. Just, 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 just enjoying it. That's what's up, man. So I know a lot of people know you publicly from Group Fly, mm-hmm. your company, your brand. What would you say your goal was when you were creating the brand? Was it culture? Was it what, what stood out to you that you just wanted to give back and, and be able to really kind of imprint something in the community? Well, I was a huge like culture guy. And so like, as far as like, you know, what's happening what was happening on the ground, like, you know, let, let, let's backtrack to like, you know, the early 2000s, you know. And so at that time, you could find me. I was a youth pastor. I had a hip hop room. I was in a hip hop room with JB. We were doing these little mini tours and, you know, you would go to different spaces like, man, where are they getting these cool clothes at? You know, and there there was an yeah. emerging culture of streetwear. And of course, everything starts on the coast, you know, New York in california and i was like dude where, where are people getting these these where are people getting this gear at and so a little bit of it was like i started my brand because like man i wanted some cool clothes and i want to do that here in oklahoma yeah for crazy. sure but it's really just a culmination of all the things i was interested in you know knowing that i was getting ready to start a family and couldn't travel as much knowing that i still want to be a, a part of hip-hop culture you know i would you know with all my activities as a youth pastor as a father you know it's hard to remember all those raps in your head, you know, when you got to go perform them, you know? So I was like, man, I just, I want to be a part of it, but I, let, 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 let me, you know, let me make some money too. It just started a brand as a, just as a way just to still be involved in the culture and have fun and kind of scratch our entrepreneur itch. So the name Group Fly literally came out of the idea of, first of all, I wanted to have a brand. I wanted to make an impact on culture. And really I wanted the, I wanted a brand with the word fly in it. I don't even know why. And so I began to look up the word, right. just think, think, think ideas, and uh, yeah. I said group fly. And I looked it up, and it is exactly what I – it's my mission. It's a group of people elevating to a higher destination. I love it. My heart is to help people just do their God-given gift. So I think the Lord has used our brand, has used me to kind of just like people just encourage people, you know? And so my, my biggest thing was I wanted to have a brand. I wanted it to be something positive because, you know, during that time too, like I guess the current of the culture, it was just so dark, you know? And so like, it was just super dark, super gnarly. And so I wanted something positive, you know, something like still fresh. And then also something that was like, I mean, a CEO could wear it and then the dope boy could wear it. And so like our tagline was, you know, again, yeah. a group of people elevate to a higher destination. You see the tagline on my hat, it says fly or die. So I, I basically believe like you're either taking up space or dying or you're elevating to what God has for you or your gift. It was so funny because people will take that that phrase. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, I, I'm going to be all I can be in the time I have. And other people are like, man, I'm fly, man. I'm sorry, oh, you fly, you die, you know? So it was like, 
you know, it's our duality and that's what I love. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want to be a bridge to opportunity, a bridge to hope, you know, and come as you are, you know, let define as you want to define it, but I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm here. Yeah. If you got a question, if you want to help, you know, if you want to do what I'm doing, let me help you. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if you want to have a think tank, let's do that, you know. But, yeah, it's just simply that. It's so good, man, that you say that because I know, like I said, you and I sit down. We talk a lot about, you know, the next generation, how we can inspire them, how we can teach them. I know you and I have talked about doing some entrepreneurial stuff together right. in the schools and, and trying to do some different yes. things to impact, you know, the youth and, and kind of show them the right way to live and the right way to do business, For which sure. I think is so important because it's not taught in the schools to do business the right way. You know, it, it, it's it's such a weird scenario to know that you go to some place and you send your kids to a place and and they're not really being taught, you know, how to be an entrepreneur. Right. You know, that, that everybody doesn't fit in a box. Right. And, and I think that that's such a hard concept for parents. I think it's a hard concept for school districts. And then I think it's hard for kids because they're molded by their parents. And a lot of times you can be held back by the restrictions that were put on the people before you. Right, right, right. And so the inspiration that these kids have now and these young adults have now, it, it, it's inspiring. And, you know, it's a little bit terrifying because if they're not given the opportunity to shine, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, so I know your journey. Right. I know the ups. I know the downs. We've <laughs> talked about it, prayed about it, thought about it. Right. You know, tr tried to inspire people one way or another from them. Can you talk a little bit about starting your company and the obstacles that you faced in that experience? Me being an optimistic, positive, high energy guy, I had the bright idea of starting my brand, you know, on the brink of a recession. So I started my brand in 2008, you know. But like, you know, the, yeah. the people, people, the people that I was reaching, man, they don't know nothing about a recession. They know something like, hey, where's the next hip hop jam at when the next sneaker coming out? You know what I'm saying? Like, so they would, you know, I, people, I, I say that to people like, you did what? A quick backtrack, you know, my, my wife and I had saved up $10,000 for a minivan. And that's what we're going to start our family with, you know, get a nice vehicle. And then she, you know, she, she invested that money into the brand. So my wife is my first investor. So. Shout out to my beautiful bride, Amy. The be the best investor, the right? The best investor. You know, I know you know that well. You got you got a ride or die with you, too. I do. Yes, I get it. But moving forward with that, you know, like we just began to, you know, whatever I saw, like the bigger brands would do, I would have tried to do that. So I'd make a magazine, you know, go to the different stores of people. So I was already, I already elevated my brand because I was just, you know, as being a youth pastor, I had to learn how to do graphic design, how to learn to do photography. And so I'm just trying to do what I can, you know, little by little every year we begin to scale the business. You know, I can remember I went from a, being a, a youth pastor, a youth organizer with Youth for Christ. And I went to, a, you know, a large church here in Oklahoma City and they like, hey, we want you to come on staff. And, you know, and they offered me this amazing salary. It's like, man, this is crazy. You know what, Mike, I, I'll be honest, you know, I, I got it. I got into that job thinking like, man, I made it. I got a good salary. I got a 501k and I was just miserable, man. I was just miserable because I knew I was called to do this group fly thing. And so like, you know, I'm fast forward to 2000, you know, 10 ish, you know, and I went to my pastors and, you know, this is burnt on the inside of me, but I got to go do this. I raised some capital through like a nonprofit idea I had to go to the, the schools and teach like leadership through hip hop history. And so, you know, I'd raise 60K, you know, li I, you know, leave my job, 
you know, leave my benefits. You know, we found out that my daughter, my oldest daughter has a hearing loss. So we like, we're going to trust God in that. And so as I'm leaving, you know, I'm full of energy, full of life. You know, I've got the donor commitment of 60 K for the next year. We're good. Well, four months after I left my paid gig at my church, my paid pastor salary, you know, it's by April. The donor comes back to me and goes, we're not going to be able to support you anymore. So here I am, a wife, a kid, a mortgage, a kid with a hearing loss, no insurance, and no support. Being an entrepreneur got really real <laughs> in 2010, really real. Right. You know, just begin to trust God. I'm a graphic designer, so I just begin to hit people up and, you know, begin to, you know, get side gigs. You know, I did something for the Oklahoma Redhawks. I was speaking. And then um, I spoke all summer at youth camp. And so that got us through all the way to October. But I remember being like this. And this is the this is the crazy story right here is uh, I remember being at a small group, literally had a hundred dollars to my name. I mean, literally, that's all I had. You know what I'm saying? And like we have seen God provide all the way through. You know, I had people coming to my door and giving me thousand dollars cash. You know, the Lord told me to bring you cash. I'm like, golly. So the Lord had provided all the way through. So right. Said, Man, that's so good. So here I am, yeah. October, hundred dollars in my bank account, and uh, we just pray to God. We just, you know, we just prayed over the situation. The next day, I get a call. Guess who I get a call from, Mike? Tell me. I get I get a call from the guy from the organization that reneged on the sixty k, inviting me to a ribbon cutting ceremony. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so like, right. So as a father, as an entrepreneur. As a man, dude, I was like, bro, you're lucky I don't come through this phone and throw you through a window. You know what I'm saying? But I felt the, I, <laughs> I felt I felt the Lord tell me, you know what? I want you to go and I want you to tell him thank you. I'm like, God, are you serious? And so that's why I felt it. I felt like I mean it was an audible voice. You need to go and tell him and tell him thank you. So I, here I am. I walk into this ribbon cutting ceremony for uh for for a community center that these guys, you know, help support. You know, so these are the same guys that promised to support my family for 60K and renege and then have the audacity to invite me to their ribbon consumer. So I, they walk in, I go up to them and say, hey, thank, I know it didn't work out, but thank you guys. Thank you guys for the opportunity. So I go to the back of the room just in tears, man. There's like the mayor, you know, the chief of police, everybody's there. And I'm just like, God, are you all right? All right, I did it. And then because I did that, I met a good friend of mine called Greg Dewey, who worked at Sandridge. And he goes, Brandon, what have you been up to? I said, let me tell you. And so I'm doing this, I'm doing this, uh, you know, this interstate initiative with hip hop and leadership. And also I, I got a clothing brand I'm trying to get off the ground because I got a guy you need to talk to. Well, that meeting led to another meeting with my good friend, Trent Ward. And so you hear the word, you hear the name Ward, right? Yes, that is the son of yeah. Tom Ward, the oil mogul of Oklahoma City from Sand Ridge Energy. Right. So I'm in the meeting with his son, and I'm just casting vision. And, you know, I still have $100 in my bank account. I go in there for a pitch for $75K. If I have $75K, I'll be able to do my leadership deal, be able to do my brand. And so, he, you know, we begin to talk, and, you know, our hearts connect. We begin to weep, and it's like, it's like, it's like my long-lost bro. And so, because man, yeah, for we sure. want to do something. 
come back in about a week, and then I'll have. To, I, I, I wanted. To, I want to help you out. So I'm like, man, praise God. So I'm thinking like 75. So either I'm gonna do 35k, 50k, or 75k. I'm like, man, if I get 75k, we're gonna be awesome. I come back to that meeting. Trent goes, you know what? I talked to my wife and my and my team. We want to give you 250k to help launch your brand to the next stratosphere. I'm like, and it's an angel investment. So that's what yeah, set us mind mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. Right? And it was on like Donkey yeah. Kong, man. <laughs> so like, right? I mean, I mean, that's what that's what I, we call it the like the the glory like the the OG days of group fly. So you might have seen me driving around in a Hummer that was wrapped. So we would set up at all the festivals. So I had an idea to do a food truck type of, but for t-shirts. So I had a I had a Hummer that was wrapped, and then we had a trailer behind it that was a pop-up store. So you know when they had the H and A, the big big food pe- festivals that like. 40,000 people, we were down there selling T-shirts. That's when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook was in a rookie contract. So we made some, this is before Instagram and, and, and TikTok, before people had their social IP. So like we put we put their face on pictures. I mean, we, we're putting their face on T-shirts and selling them. Like we sold hundreds of them things, thousands of them things. You know, they even bought them as the athletes bought their own shirt. It's just the Lord, it's just a time that will never, never happen again in history. You know, we did some some pretty cool things. We got into Zoomies. And then this is my infamous oops failure. This is like one of my biggest failures. So I'm selling T-shirts. I'm like the king of Oklahoma, man. Just selling T-shirts everywhere, in the mall, everywhere. I have the idea that I want to do like actual cut and sew garments. And so like, you know, by that, I mean, you know, I want to I want to have like a clothes. Like I want to I want to graduate from like T-shirts and hats to like pants button-up shirts jackets i want to go to the next level so i want to be like ralph lauren per se and so i i take out about you know 80k yes 80 eighty thousand dollars i did that because i knew like man man i'm batting 100 might as well go for the stars so that's what i did i hired my good friend from new york that helped develop a bunch of high-end brands and uh, we set out on this quest to have this clothing line mike in stores across, you know, the U.S. So we get the prototypes that cost about 60K. We start selling them. Stores pick them up. And so how fashion works, you have your prototypes a year in advance, and then the store makes an order. You go into production. When it's done, they pay for those, and then you ship them out, right? And so, like, we sell sell to a couple of shops. They pick us up. So this is working. We get to the production to fulfill the orders. I was guaranteed a second investment run from my investor. I, I'm ready for that next 100K so we can fulfill these orders. My investor looks at me and goes, man, I don't got it. So I just blew $80,000 on samples in a sales cycle that I couldn't even produce. And so that is the biggest whoops. It's $80,000. Like, I mean, I could have bought uh, some real estate. I could have bought, you know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. And so that was huge. So that I mean, bro, I went into a literal, I mean, I had to think fast. So we opened up a shop downtown, did some amazing numbers down there. Then I had a second investor. So I, I crawled myself out of that hole. I have a second investor. And this is really where I, probably one of the darkest times of my life. You you would think losing $80,000 would be dark, but this was even darker. So, so okay. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, this is a deep wound. So I opened a store downtown, Mike. And like we, I mean, the first, I mean, the first day we did like 10 grand in three hours, lying, lying around the corner. It was like every fashion designer's dream, right? 
So we're right down in, Incredible. in, in Midtown, right across from McNelly's. And so prime real estate. Okay. I had this shop. I had another investor that came in and goes, you know what? I love what you're doing. I want to see you guys expand. I've got an opportunity to open up a store in Edmond and open up a store downtown across the kitchen 324. Again, I was like, all right, I hit pay dirt twice. I got the first investment, had the little hiccup. We're back. I'm going to have two stores. And so I flew to LA. I flew to, 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 uh, to Vegas. I had the top brand, I had Nike, Adidas. I had all the top skateboard brands. I had all the top streetwear brands in my shop in two locations. Time after time, I, I, you know, you know, I would get money from the second investor with, with these shops and checks started bouncing. Things weren't adding up, you know. And so my wife came to me and goes, you need to leave this partnership or you could have harsh repercussions. I'm, this doesn't smell right. It don't pass a sniff test. I had literally spent the, the you know, four, four or five months just building these shops out, neglecting my family. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. But she was, I knew she was right. So I walked away from those yeah. two shops and she was dead on those things folded like, you know, cardboard tables. And so here I am, you know, the top of the world being in, being in national retailers, getting ready to open up these two historic spots back in my garage with nothing. When you say that, I feel like the lessons, just to unpack a few yeah, of those yeah, lessons, yeah. initially trusting your gut is one of those things oh, that sure. is super important to do as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also feel like, you know, you touched a little bit on the forgiveness piece early on when an investor kind of backs out on you. God calls you into, hey, you know, like you you need to show up because I think what people forget about forgiveness, whether they're burned or have bad experiences, is the forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. Bro, that's so right? good, Mike. I think it's so hard for entrepreneurs because you're winning or you're learning, right? And and it's it's hard to do both at the same time because when you're winning, you know, you're on fire for everything, right? Like you said, man, I'm about to be all over the place. I'm flying coast to coast. I'm doing this and that. And I think what's what's interesting about that is you have to bet on other people. Right. And it's so much easier to bet on yourself as an entrepreneur. Right. right? You're willing to ride or die for for yourself and for your family. But when you start having other people with other intentions involved in your business practice, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. It's a hard lesson to learn, but I think it's a valuable lesson to learn. So when when I decided to do this show, you know, I, I was so intrigued by so many different people being able to listen and hoping that they hear things with the right heart, no matter where they are in their journey. Because I wish 20 plus years ago when I was building my brand and my business that somebody would have come to me and said, hey, you know, avoid this, avoid this. Right. And instead, I fell in those holes. And now the pur- the purpose alone of this show is to add value to other people so that they can learn from other entrepreneurs and athletes and and CEOs and, and people that have fallen and they, they learn from their experiences and, and hopefully what they do is take something away from this and do something with it. I think that's the most important purpose for this show for me in creating it. So I wanted to ask you, you know, as, as an artist, because I know you're an artist first and foremost, right? Your, your passion is creation, right? Like you love to create. I know this about you as a friend. How hard is it in the fashion game or the brand game to continually stay ahead of the trends? Man, I, I I tell you what, it, it is. I mean, it, it's it's a monster that that you just you, you can never feed it enough. Like, it, especially with everything being so instant. You know, we live in a microwave society. Like, 
you, you put something out, it's already old. By, by the time you go to sleep, it's, it's old. I see the brands that last, how we've been able to last is you got to create a narrative and have a story to it. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I see a lot of brands, a lot of guys that start apparel brands and they're just doing it because they saw somebody on TikTok and it doesn't have any depth. It doesn't have any background. It doesn't mean anything. It's not, you got to create like a lifestyle based brand, you know? So like I said, right. group live, we want to see people, we want to elevate together. And so we want to, you know, we want to give back. We want to collaborate with other creatives, you know? And so like out of our brand, we've launched an agency and we add value. You know, we come in and do creative consulting. We do apparel fulfillment. And so like, that's what helped. That's what's helped us. Number one, be sustainable. And number two, it gives us a cool story, you know? And so like, why, why not buy this t-shirt? These guys are rad creatives, you know, and they do so much in the community as well. That's what helped us, you know? And, I, and I, you look at brands that kind of have that long tenure, you know, they're normally tethered to something more than just a trend, you know, because that, that, that trend, you got to pay attention to it. You're right. As a designer, as somebody in apparel, yes, we pay attention to what's on trend, but like, we know that deep down, like people are going to buy our apparel. They're going to choose to buy a group our shirt over another brand because number one, they resonate with the meaning and the purpose and the people behind the brand. They resonate with the lifestyle. So, so I, I think like that's, that's key, man, you know, and you probably can add to that on business, you know, like I mean, how many, how many people you've seen like business fail because they didn't really have a, it was about getting the green back and not about people, you know? I think a lot of that is, you know, uh, good foundations, having the right values and the right morals when you're For doing sure. business, especially yep. when you're dealing with, end, you know, end users and consumers. You know, you want to put out good quality stuff no matter what you're doing. I think that's the, you know, the big thing that I talk to, to a lot of people about in, in business and even, you know, youth and people that I know. I have a lot of young people in my life who are like, man, I'm going to start a clothing brand. I said, I got a guy for you to talk to. Right. Because because like, let me just tell you, it's not as easy as it seems. And just because you saw what's his name on TikTok, be like, hey, man, I'm printing my own shirts out of my own garage. And it's it's easy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they don't really have a concept of, of putting in the work and putting in the time. So I think that's that's hard because like I was going to ask you, what kind of advice do you give to artists? You know, because I know you surround yourself with creatives. Right. right. And and. What what kind of advice do you give to somebody or would you give to somebody who might be listening that goes, I, I'm thinking about starting a clothing brand or an apparel brand or or a brand of, of my art, right? And I want to put this out to the world. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's like thinking that's their next step? I, th- I think the biggest one is like what's helped us all, a lot. And then we've had to come back to it recently. You know, know your audience, you know, like who are you making this brand to resonate with? And you'll be surprised, like you might say, it's, I want to get young people, but really your target market is also their moms because they got the bank account. You know what I'm saying? So like it's really yeah. a lot of psychology, a, a lot of just diving deep into your values. And then the second thing is you got to put yourself out there. So I meet so many creatives that, that are talented and they keep on pump faking because they want to get it perfect. Listen, it's never going to be perfect. And I follow that too. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I'm the king of that. You know, I want it to be perfect. I want I want the rollout to be good. I want all this to be good. I want all the bells and whistles. I want the photos. You know, there's tools out there to get it out and start getting traction that way. And I, I would say probably the most important thing is is like you don't need a whole lot of money 
with technology now. Like a lot of my, I'm going to give a big secret here and, I, and I'm going to have all my clothing brand cohorts going to call me out. You're giving them the secret. And so the biggest deal is like, so we just dropped 29 shirts, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, the whole nine yards, you know. So we dropped it on New Year's Eve, right? And, you know, had a great response, okay. you know. But here's the deal. None of those T-shirts are in existence. So I basically did a pre-order. I think I sold a couple hundred T-shirts, got the cash. What I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to order all the T-shirts, put them into productions, and ship it. It didn't cost me anything. It cost me my time and my right. marketing dollar. I maybe spent a hundred bucks on Facebook, Instagram marketing, you know, but I built up my, you know, I've got about 10,000 followers. So I build up my base, you know, that's what it is. And so like, so I, I could drop, I could drop a new collection every week. It doesn't cost me anything. You know what I'm saying? And if they, you know, if I, if I sell, if I sell a thousand shirts, if I sell 500 shirts, if I sell 20 shirts, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's a really important lesson, not only in just apparel, right? In any kind of, you know, business that you're selling something that doesn't take you a significant amount of time to fulfill. Right. You could fund your own orders just on hustle, on social media, right. on you know, on content alone. And content in most cases is virtually free. Right. With the power of social media now, it's changed the dynamic in, in how people do business, especially like in your brand, for example, like you said, I love the idea that you would share that because what I think it does is it gives people the opportunity to go, man, I could put this out. Right. I could pre-sell this. Right. I could sit on the cash. I can afford to pay for it all at once. Right. But what I also believe can happen from there is people learn hard lessons. Right. right? I was about to say, you know, I was about say there's it, a little bit of a caveat. Are wrong. There's a little bit of caveat, and you know, and you being a you being a systems and operation guy, not to cut you off, yeah, you know, like there's a little bit of caveat in there. I know you got to go to systems and operations, but there is a, a path of system operations that you have intact. You got to have your production intact. You got to have your deliverables intact. You, you, you got to have your shipping intact, so you're not going in the hole with shipping. So there's little things, and like right. you know, I think my heart now is like you know, we've even talked about this. Is like you know, my next phase is kind of doing kind of workshops for up and coming creatives to help so they can get the art out and not have to break the bank, not have to go out and raise 250 K also kind of giving guidance when that scale comes being somebody on their shoulder to be like, Hey, look for this, look for that, look for this. But you're right. You know, with, with technology and socials there. It's so good, man, from the standpoint. And like I said, because I am a systems guy, right? right. You know, I, people hire me to go in and essentially tear apart their systems and rebuild them. Right. That's what they do. And, and so I think the hard part for me is when people hear that it's, you know, so easy, right? It's it's usually too good to be true. You know this. And so for somebody that, you know, I love the idea of the pre-sale, but you've been doing this a very long time. Yeah. You have built those relationships with manufacturers right. and and all of your people and your vendors to be able to supply that demand. And so I just want to make sure people don't hear that and go, yo, this is easy. So simple. We can do this. You know, I'm going to take, you know, I sold a thousand shirts, but now you know what? You can't fill them. And now people are coming for you. Right. right. So. You know, I, I think the important lesson there is, you know, build the systems, put them in place, build the relationships and then put those two together and then start your brand. Right. You know, I, I, in my opinion, for what right. it's worth, you know, for sure, for sure. You know, that same model is what we use, you know, for our clients, you know, like we'll get orders and 
they'll pay the invoice and then we'll fulfill them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of, there's right. a lot of systems and steps got to go in there because if you mess up an order, 250 shirts, man, you're liable for that. I mean, that's yeah. You're, you're eating the cost five, six yeah, grand in the time, the door, you know? So, so I, d- I wanted to pivot a little bit because I, you and I talk a lot about your heart for people. I know you, your heart for people. You love people first. I love that about you. It, it's so inspiring to me. I know that, you know, you in the past few years co-founded Urban Bridge, right. which is essentially a nonprofit company based here in Oklahoma City that empowers the underserved community. Can you talk a little bit about how this came about and the impact that your team is having in the community? Yeah, you know, you know, Urban Bridge, you know, started between three guys, you know, my good buddy, James Jackson, my my dear brother, Marcus Jackson, who uh, when I was a youth pastor, he was like my right hand guy, Eastside born and raised, you know, Grammy nominated hip hop. I mean, just just one of the most impressive urban leadership youth programming minds that I've ever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he yeah. just. He's amazing. One of the best sure. community leaders I've ever met in my life. We started dreaming, you know, because we, we all had a, Marcus and I had a tenure with You for Christ to where it was always hard for like people to raise money. And you're always, you know, you're not doing the work, you're raising money. What would it look like to have entrepreneurship, business, creativity, and then outreach, youth programming combined, you know? And so we, that's where the, the dream Urban Bridge came from in 2015, three guys praying in the back of a coffee house. And so from there, we just began to dream of having a youth center to where kids can come in and be impacted, you know, learn to do business, be mentored, you know, have a safe place, you know, do athletics, just just be exposed to things that would help them escape the poverty gap, you know, through opportunity. We launched that in 2015. We broke ground in 2019. We, you know, we, we opened it up our, our first center. And you know, at the end of 2020, you know, we broke ground on our first building and we've been rolling ever since. And so it, it, we went from having $1,500 in an account to like, you know, now we're managing properties and, 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 and programming and staff. So it's just it's just crazy what God has done. And so uh, it's something to where like, you know, our brand group fly. You know, we see it as an extension. You know, we see our, you know, we're, we're founders. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's unlocked so many things, you know, for me and our company, me and my family. And uh, it's, just, it's just it's kind of it's kind of the fulfillment of the youth pastor that wanted to have a space and just wanted to just go crazy and, and, and have an opportunity to impact as many people with cool stuff. Man, we got recording studios in there. <laughs> we got like a tech room. Uh, yeah. These are all sponsors with community sponsors, a full kitchen building a skate park and so uh it's just crazy man and so like it's it, it uh, you know it's out of 18th of martin luther king and then we're already ideating uh our second launch which urban bridge our nonprofit, and then our youth center is called the bridge impact center located off of 18th of martin luther king and then our next center is going to be geared for students 18 through 24 and we're just launching innovators and entrepreneurs out of it and creative. So, um, so good, man. So that, that's kind of it. And actually, I don't want to hog all the time, but like, no, you're good, man. See, I, I think that there's, there's so much inspiration in that because what you're doing is you're giving creative people an outlet, 
right? You're, you're giving people, you know, like right. you said, you got a kitchen there. You've got all these things, you know, the after schools, the programs that you guys do there are so incredible. And I know the impact that you guys have on the community is so strong. And I'm super excited to see, you know, the next center, because basically what you're doing is inspiring the next generation of entrepreneurs and, and young adults to take that step to learn whether they fit that mold or whether they need to pursue something else. So I think that's such right. an awesome opportunity there, man. In step with that, you know, I know you were a motivational speaker. You preach to a lot of people. You speak to a lot of people. People ask you your opinion on a lot of things. You know, how important is inspiring others to you? I know it's I know it's very important. You would think from a, from a macro perspective, but micro perspective, how important is it for you to make that inspirational touch with people? Man, I think it's important, and and, and, I, and I don't take it lightly. And sometimes I I pinch myself, and and, I, and I'm like, how do I how did I even get into this position to be able to to speak to somebody? You know, even if it's a small group or a youth group or a congregation, I'm like, Lord, like this is crazy. I just started making T-shirts. You know, I'm a, you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. And yeah. So like, I I, I I always hold that with uh, honor and care because it's like you have an opportunity to encourage somebody in a season where they just, where they may need to be encouraged, you have a moment to affirm a gift that, that somebody has been doubting. And so like, I, I, I love those moments, whether it's a conversation and I know really, you know, like, you know, I, I've spoken rooms as, you know, with a sea of people, but really like my favorite conversations are just, you know, getting with other entrepreneurs, innovators like yourself and just, just begin just to ideate and unlock potential and maybe opportunity, you know, and because, because, because there's an exchange in that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, how many, how many times we've been in, you know, talking to one another and I'd be like, Oh, that's a great idea. I didn't think, I didn't see it from that perspective, but yeah. because, you know, we're making that exchange. So like, I do enjoy that, you know, and as much as, you know, you know, the, it, you know, as Instagram cool looks to maybe speak to a lot of people, you know, and have that moment. You know, I really cherish the moments of, you know, like one on one or a small group where we're talking and, and really getting to the nitty gritty. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that, you know, just over time and being a youth pastor and, you know, and having, you know, just having that heart to impact people and yeah. see them, you know, make godly choices and, and, and follow Christ. You know, I love that, you know. Yeah, there's power in that for sure, man. And, and, and you know, I, I know we talked a little bit about it, a lot of different things today, but the premise of this show, when you and I sat down three, four months ago and really kind of prayed about it, honestly, you and I sat and prayed about it, remember? And it was kind of a, an inspirational thing for me to go, I want to build a show that's really based ab around the return on investment of failure. You know, as an entrepreneur, I'm always inspired by people's take on their return on investment of failure, you know, how has falling in your journey, you know, helped you in your life? I, I think what it's done, you know, is number one, it increases your faith. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes you number one, it makes you go back. And me and my wife always say this, makes you go back and look at the tape and the tape always reminds you the faithfulness of God that your failure is not final. You know? So like, you, know, you might be in a in a valley season, maybe in your business, maybe in your calling, but you can always go back and look at the reminders and the goodness of God. You can always go back and look at the times that God's always provided. God's always come through. He's never been 
without food, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Never have the, you never been forsaken. You've never been lacking bread. And so as long as you stay in him, you got to ask the question, what lesson do I need to learn in this season? Coming out of a season, you know, personally, I mean, the last couple, the last couple of years have been, you know, 2017 is, They've been bootstrap years, you know, like we, we were coming out of the carnage, like 2015 was devastating. You know, I, I, I was going to launch two stores. We just, re, we had to rebuild and had to take a step back. And I feel like what I've learned in these times is I've learned that, man, I've got something of value. I got something that I can scale and I've got to work on my leadership. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to, now I've gone from a consultant. Now I got to lead. I got my, my, my next thing is leading because like this business is too big for me to carry by myself now. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm, I'm forced. So, so all those failures, all those things have led to, you know, acknowledging, Hey man, it's okay to fail. You want to fail because that's how you get better. But, but number two, it helps you realize the gaps, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. So, so for that not to happen again, I need to create a system or I need to find, if that's not my skill set. I've got to come up with a solution to fill that seat, whether I outsource it, whether I raise capital to get somebody to take over that position. And then that always going to come down to leadership. That's what it's going to come down to. And that's yeah. what I think my, my word for 2023 is like optimize. I got, I'm going to, I'm going to optimize my schedule. I'm going to get the capital I need. And then I'm going to lead the most amazing team that our, our agency has ever seen. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to impact culture and we're going to make it happen. We're going to expand. You know, we, we talked about this a while, but I, I've now fully committed to the expansion mode. You know, I was really like, you know, holding my horses tight. Not right. yet, not yet, not yet. Because I just knew it wasn't time yet. We, I wasn't ready. The systems weren't ready. But sure. I feel like for the first time in a long time, oh, yeah, it's time to go. Like, okay, we're, it's time. It's time. But I know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be developed on my leadership and then all my systems and operations. That, that's that's because, because the numbers are there. The numbers, it, it, I don't know how they came out, but I got, yeah. I got, I got the year in and we grew. I'm like, how did we grew? I was like, I was being conservative all year. And then like, we yeah. grew, you know? So, but also let me know that there's a lot of different seasons where we were outsourcing a little bit more than we did. And I was preserving my energy. I was taking time to be at home more. I was taking time to rest, taking time to, my new passion in life is skateboarding, yeah. you know, like, you know, that just feeds me. I'm more energized, you know? And so like, I've learned a lot, you know, through failure, you know, the biggest thing is just like, man, you know, just learning from it and then making those tweaks and adjustments. Cause you're always going to fail. You're not going to hit it out the park every time, but you can learn from those mistakes, learn from those bad decisions, learn from those bad deals, make, take notes and, put it in to practice the next time you come across there. So like failure is key, man. Failure is key. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's so good because, you know, you you mentioned the reluctance, you know, you and I sat down a handful of times last year and and really kind of talked about, you know, what you felt like you were being led to do. And it was kind of take a season, you know, like, Hey, I need to take a deep breath. I need to re, you know, re-engage with my family, re-engage with the community. And, and you know, you wanted to jump headfirst into skateboarding, which I thought was awesome. You know, I mean, that's a, right. a, a deep passion of yours. And so right. what I thought was really great about that is sometimes it's hard for people when they're so deep in the business to take the time that's necessary for them to 
to scale the business, you know? Right. And I think it's so hard for people to, to understand the importance of taking a deep breath and to being open to that, not derailing your business. Like you said, you were conservative and you scaled past your numbers from the previous year. So not even right. goal driven. It was like, Hey, it just kind of naturally happened. Well, it, it wasn't natural. It was supposed to happen like that. You and I both know this. Right. The, the last thing I kind of wanted to jump into before I let you up out of here, because I know I've taken up a ton of your time and I'm so thankful for Man, it. I love it. No, I love this. Yeah. What, what's a good piece of advice that you'd share with anyone who's listening that is considering either starting a business or giving up on their dream? You know, because you, you've battled, you know, you've, you've really battled in, in, in your journey in business. Great and not so great moments, but you've come out, you know, on the other side of it with faith and you know, is, is that really kind of the message for somebody to, you know, don't give up on your dream because you have a purpose? Right. Right. I mean, that's you hit it right on the head. So it's like, you know, for me, it's like I know that this is my assignment, you know, and so like it makes no sense for a 45 year old man with three <laughs> kids and a wife and a mortgage put out, you know, urban streetwear clothing and have dreads, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it makes yeah. no sense, but I know it's my assignment. You know, this is what I, I'm built for this, you know? So this is, this is in me, you know what I'm saying? It's not on me. This is in me. This is who I am. And so like, yes, you know, and, but that comes from having spent time and having to get direction from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? He's got, he's, <laughs> he's got a director step. And like, I knew when God called me to start group fly, that he called me to start group fly. Until he tells me to stop doing it, that's when I'll stop. But he hadn't told me to stop yet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now I've had he now he's expanded it and modified it because I, I what what it, what he's actually done is I've like, basically started by starting the agency. That's how we fund the vision of the brand. You know what I'm saying? And like I, I do. you know, I, I don't I don't know how I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like but that just comes from that's a process. It took a process to get there. So now, like, for the first time ever, by taking that next step, you know, now we're to the point where we have retainers. So I'm not tripping what comes. I know I know what money's coming in now because got, I've got accounts and i got re retainers. But before, it's like, you were with me last year in this. You know, we were trying to, like, well, I don't even know what's going to come in next year because everything's, like, orders from different clients and all that. And so we switched that over to what now we kind of forecast a little bit. So now, now I can take time and, and get into other products, but like, you don't know that unless you stay in there, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will start or something, the first opposition, you know, the first rough pass, the first mistake, the first, you know, 20, $30,000 loss, you're out the game and you're crying because you can't have it now. You know, like, you know, a lot of people like, man, I want to get a brand like yours. Like, bro, it's 15 years, bro. Yeah. 15 years and some years is it's getting sometimes it's just getting up and going to the office and doing one task do one thing for the advice is do one thing a day for your brand that's so, so good man. Learning, I, yeah i i think people thing. being hyper aware and self-aware enough to know their strong suits i think is very important because when like you said you know forecasting is very important you know, having these things in the pipeline is very important so that when you do take, a, you know, a loss or you do have a mistake or you do fall, which you will, you at least have something coming. You know, it, it's not catastrophic. It is not something that's going to derail your dream. And so, you know, a lot of people always ask me, it's like, I, I don't know if I don't believe in myself anymore. 
you know, I, I, I failed. I've been in this boat, you know, I've taken some really big hits in my business and, and made some strong mm-hmm. decisions that, you know, I believe that I was led to, to do. And, you know, sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. And that's part of being an entrepreneur and taking that risk. Right. So I, I'm so thankful for you taking the time. Tell me and tell the listeners where they can find you online and your brands. Right. Sweet. So like, you know, you can find our brand, grpfly.com. Basically, group fly without the uh, the vowels. So, grpfly.com. And then for our creative services, is grpflycreative.com. Uh, and so, uh, you can find me online on Instagram all day long, showing pictures of my family and me and my son skateboarding at Vern, <laughs> grpfly. And then our Instagram at grpfly. Uh, you know, the same as that, you know. So, uh, again, like, man, I just want to encourage everybody, like, you know, don't give up on your dream, you know, get good counsel, you know, get guys like Mike that you can bounce ideas in. You got to build a team, man. You got to build a, got to build a community of people that keep you going. And, um, you know, and here's the deal. Like, and if you listen, uh, if you failed and if you had a bad deal, you know, here's the deal. Be creative and think about ways on how you can get back. You know, this is America. <laughs> so like, there's always, yeah. There's always a way to come back. You might not like it. You might have to roll up those sleeves. You might have to deliver right. some pizzas for a couple of weeks. But like, yeah. you know, your fail is not final, dude. It's not final, bro. Yeah. Bro, that's so good, man. I'm so thankful that you came on the show. You know, uh, I'll have all the links in the bio for everything that Vern's doing in, in the community and also with this brand group fly. And, you know, I'm so thankful for you taking the time, bro. I believe this episode is going to inspire so many people to not only nice. follow their dreams, but not give up on them. So thanks so much, man. Mike, thank you, bro. And I love what you're doing, man. And bro, this is amazing, brother. <laughs> Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks so much, man. I I appreciate you. Thank you all for checking out the Journey of Business show. We will see you next week with another incredible guest sharing their journey in business. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com. Thank <laughs> you.